Hello. Hello. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Kim. Welcome to season four, episode four of the Massive Fans Book Club podcast. This week, we will be covering chapters 13 through 16 in Crescent City House of Earth and Blood by Sarah J. Mass. Woo! I'm excited. I'm excited because I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a strange little section. Um, it is. Oh, okay. I will say it gives. Uh, okay. Remember, like in Akawar, when sometimes we would do sections, and I would call it a bridge section because it like didn't really stand alone well on its own, and it was That's really, really just like two other. <laughs> Yeah, because it would have made the episode too long. Yeah, that's definitely how this feels. It's just giving those same vibes. (laughs) Yes, these uh, five chapters are very bridgy. I will, I will agree with that. Absolutely. Yeah, they're 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 they're... a lot of good background information though. Yes, I think it 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 does its job in giving you some characterization stuff. Um, <laughs> Kim knows I'm trying to come up with the best way to say this without sounding like a jackass. <laughs> um, the world building, I'm still confused. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, like, yeah, I feel like, I guess the point is, is I texted Kim when I was reading this, uh, and I said, I feel like I have more questions than I have answers. <laughs> to which I said, yeah, that makes sense. So, like, with that information, um, yeah, it's not it's not like a bad section. Uh, no. It goes pretty quick. Uh, you get it some does. good characterization. It's just, like, if you ask me what the plot was, I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> It it's enough to make you scratch your head a little. I, I agree. like I'm not. Yeah, like there's no good way to be like oh th- like like <laughs> you know like the first one you're like the first section you're like wow you like meet a bunch of people and then like a bunch of shit goes down right away and then like right. the next section we were like OMG and now like we're coming off of that and you know like some time has passed and blah 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 and like uh, yeah you know we kept making our Law and Order jokes and stuff. And now I'm like, so this is the episode where, I don't know, some people have some feelings about themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree with that. You know, like, it's just not a good, like, you know, oh, yeah, like, this is the, this is the plot point. This section, you're like, some people feel some things. <laughs> uh-huh. They feel lots of things. But they're not even like earth shattering things. They're yeah. just things. things. <laughs> so now that we've thoroughly confused you, um, let's get into some housekeeping. This podcast is not for little ears. Uh-uh. Nope. Not in the slightest, people. Mm-mm. Nope. Um, and that's pretty much all of the housekeeping. <laughs> yeah. So, in the last episode, in case you're like, wait, where are we? What? Um, We had the Crescent City version of Law & Order Veneer Unit. Um, We decided that they had really expanded from Law & Order Fae Unit, and, you know, they had more going on. (laughs) 
So this was when Bryce met a client at the White Raven and then the client was murdered after the meetup in the same way that Danica and the Pack of Devils had been murdered. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. So see like what I mean? Like that's like a big plot point. <laughs> yeah. Kind of a There point. isn't one of those in this section. Um, no. <laughs> Micah enlists Bryce to help Hunt. Uh, in case you forgot, he's the Umbra Bordis. Um, I think I had said uh, if, if Reese, yeah, I said if Reese is uh, Hades, then I guess that makes Hunt Thanatos. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, I'd agree with that hundred um, percent. So this is the one where um, Thanatos uh, finds out he has to work with Bryce to find the murderer. <laughs> The question yeah. is, who's Bryce then? Is she Persephone or is she? No. Yeah. Hmm. Who is she? Uh, oh my she's God. Not... Oh no. Not... No, we know who she is. She's um Daphne, she's right? That... Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Which actually, if you read Laura Olympus, um, Bryce is described almost identical, like physically, to how Daphne, Daphne looks in the comics. You know, I hadn't thought of that, but yeah, she's 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 Daphne. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. And I was like, she's not. You know, she's not. Well, yeah. Wow, and Favor really is very Persephone-like if you think about it, because like she came into this like very. Well, lol. She came from the Spring Card instead of being the goddess of spring. <laughs> You guys can't see the face I'm giving her. Sorry. Sorry. I'm just thinking about, wow, there's a lot of, um, I mean, we kept making all of the, like, <laughs> back and actor, we kept making all of the Hades Persephone jokes and being like, yeah, see the connection. But this is the first moment where I was like, wait, <laughs> I was just like talking out my ass before, but. <laughs> we have found out that two plus two does indeed equal four. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so anyway um so right so uh back uh to where we were which is chapter 13 so um kim wanna 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 sure wanna go somewhere with that sure <laughs> <laughs> so chapter 13 picks up right where we left off when micah and hunt and isaiah left the gallery uh-huh and we find them on the roof of the gallery. <laughs> okay. Right. And Micah is still he's he's basically making Hunt's life hell about it. And Pretty much. Because Hunt's like, do you think she can actually find whoever is behind this? Like, fair question, right? Right. And Micah's like, I think this is a matter that requires us to use every weapon in our arsenal, no matter how unorthodox to scale or. Yeah. It may not be to scale, but those may be city blocks, but those city blocks may be that long. Like they may be really long city blocks. Sure. And that's completely plausible. I think the reason I'm so. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm just trying to. The reason I'm so confused. It's because the more I referred to the map, the more I was like, so can 
So, like, you see where Bryce's old house was, like, right close to, like, the gallery, which makes sense. And then where her apartment is now. And then, like, where Rune's house is and blah, blah, blah. And when you <laughs> you look at it, Rune's house is, like, up the butt of the White Raven. And all I can think is that Bryce literally went, like, all the fuck the way across town to go to the White Raven when she used to live, like, at her old place. And then I decided to count the blocks. And I was like, oh, wait, that's only like 10 blocks. So wait a minute. When Bryce stands on her roof, can she see into Rune's windows? <laughs> like, <laughs> because I don't know. I just felt like, oh, wow. wow, this shit's really close together. Like this stuff's like up each other's butt. <laughs> and like, I don't know if that's, <laughs> like now I don't know if that's accurate or not. Now I'm good, like, so yeah, now I'm just like more confused than when I went. <laughs> I understand. I I totally understand. Um, yeah. I also have to admit, and Kim probably thinks I'm so stupid, um, <laughs> for some reason, even though I read the word city wall like 12 times when I looked at the map, um, for some reason, I still thought this was an island. And it's not. <laughs> so now I have more questions because now... I don't understand what's around it. Like, now we have this tiny little Crescent City map, and I want, like, the big Lord of the Rings map that's like, yeah, Mordor's all the hell the way over there, you know? Oh, you mean, like, the map in the beginning of the Akatar books that show us the size of Prithian and right. Highburn and the continent and right. all the countries over there? Mm -hmm. Uh-huh, and how it's definitely the UK, and so now I'm confused about where this is. Like, I, I agree. I would actually like that because I want to know where Avalon is in relationship to Valhallen, in relationship to Pangera. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a question somewhere later in the book where I made a note where I was like, you can keep telling me these things, but until I see a map, it means all, like, fuck all to me. Pretty much. Because, like, they keep, like, oh, I know what it is, and we'll get there. And when we get there in my notes, I'm also probably going to sound stupid, but I'm just going to ask, because if I have the question, then I can't be the only one. <laughs> no, and I don't think you are. Um, so, like, I'm going to ask, when we get there, I'll ask the question, and you may be like, Kelsey, you're stupid, but it's okay, because I'm sure if I'm not, I can't be the only one who read this and went, wait. But anyway, yeah, so we've described, um, basically, basically we spent two paragraphs explaining how skyscrapers work. Um, so bizarre. Yeah. Um, Micah does acknowledge that Sabine is already putting her people onto the same case. Um, and she'll be, she says, and will be visiting my office to tell me precisely what she thinks of the fuck up with Briggs. He looks at both Isaiah and at Hunt. I want us to find the murderer, not the wolves. And Hunt's like, dead or alive mike is like preferably alive but dead's fine too right <laughs> and i'm just like right kind of like i'll take what i can get so he does incentivize hunt to do this quickly and quietly to reduce hunt's debt of assassinations he has to complete to 10 if he does this before the summit if they solve this by the summit which Hunt is ten more assassination assignments, and he'll be done. He'll be free. 
Yeah, I definitely was like, there has to be a catch. <laughs> you think? <laughs> like those 10 assignments are going to be to kill like 100 people at a time. So Isaiah, so Isaiah's like, all right, how can I do this? Because remember, they dropped the, Micah dropped the bomb that Sandriel is coming. And that means Pollux is coming. And those are not people that in particular Hunt wants to be around Seer, interact and deal with because it would right. it would be bad on so many levels. Isaiah's funny because he's asking Hunt, do you think you can do this? And Hunt's like, I don't really have a choice. Hunt's like, look, if I can stop thinking about Sandriel's visit, I can't believe she's coming here with that piece of shit Pollux. So really, they love Sandriel and Pollux, can't you tell? Yeah, yeah. And Isaiah's hysterical because remember Isaiah is the commander, so technically Hunt reports to Isaiah. Right. And Isaiah says, "Tell me, you realize that Micah threw you another big fucking bone just now, and stationing you to protect Quinlan instead of keeping you around the Comidium with Sandriel there." <laughs> I know. I made a note there too, where I was like, "I'm sorry." I just every time Isaiah says something, I'm like, "Hmm." Hmm. <laughs> like, like he's the it, he's the character that like dumbs it down for me <laughs> he does he's like he's the, he's the, hunt in case you missed it he he is the keep it simple stupid person <laughs> he is i know i love it they kind of figure it out and and hunt is worried about the trouble that pollux is going to cause to which Micah, to which Isaiah says, Micah will deal with it. Don't worry about it. He's like, okay. <laughs> you know? Anyway, Isaiah laughs. Gets back to his initial point of, you know, he gave you a bone here. And Isaiah's like, Micah gave you an order to investigate with Quinlan. Orders that will make you very, very busy. Especially if he wants Bryce protected. And Hunt's like, Picking up what he's throwing down, finally, and he goes, so busy that I won't have time to be around the Comidium. So busy that you'll be staying on the roof across from Quinlan's building to monitor her. <laughs> oh, I did have a note here while they're talking where, like, because he's so desperate to, like, avoid having to see Sandriel. And they, like, gave a little description of Sandriel saying that, like, she enjoyed nothing better than strolling through her castle dungeons, cramped full of human rebels, and selecting one, two, or three at a time. The arena at the heart of her city was just for the pleasure of destroying these prisoners in various ways. I said, I made a note that was like, wow, she could be related to Amarantha. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> wow, we have met this character before. <laughs> yes, yes, we have. She's, she's a prize. Yeah, she's a real winner. Real winner. So Hunt's like, okay. And Isaiah's like, look, if he notices you're not sleeping at the barracks, I'll tell him. But until then, what he doesn't know won't hurt him. So Isaiah's giving Hunt an out to not even have to be at the Comidium to right. deal with Sandriel. God bless you, Isaiah. You're a smart, smart man. I don't even think Isaiah thought this was like accurate, though. I think Isaiah was just like, mm, you'll be so busy. And wow, does Bryce really, like, give this man a run for fucking money? <laughs> Boy, does she. So Isaiah's like, look, get your gear. And he's like, I have to make a stop before I meet with Micah. And Isaiah winces and he's like, I owe Prince Rune a visit to confirm Quinlan's alibi. Okay, and I just want to make a note that, yeah, he says, I owe Prince Rune a visit to confirm Quinlan's alibi. Okay, 
Like, I get it. That could be just like a nickname, but also like we didn't fucking forget he's a prince. Okay. I know. In the physical book, this is page 147. I say this because I'm going to make a point. <laughs> Bryce has closed the door. She's taking her shoes off. She's limping because her leg hurts. And all yeah. of a sudden behind her, her boss comes back onto the vid screen. And I love this. I, I like Jessica. Jessica's my kind of person. I do too. She cracks me up. She's kind of like, truly personality-wise, she's kind of like the Amarin. She is, which is why I love her. Because every time Amarin like, said anything, I was like, yes. <laughs> okay, but real quick, because before we get into this, and I fucking love this whole section. Like, it cracks me. Like, I love them. They crack me up. But I just, um, the reason I said what I said was because when Isaiah's like, I'll call you later to check in, we get this fucking paragraph. Isaiah threw him a weary, worn smile, the only hint of the grind of all these years with his two tattoos, and went to track down Rune Dannon, the crown prince of the Fae. This is page 148. So we've been reminded who Rune Dannon is twice in, like, the span of one page. And I say this because this is not the only time this is going to happen in this subset of like four chapters. <laughs> and I don't know why. <laughs> horse. Beat. Dead horse. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like I, I am not, I, I know I said this like on the last episode. I have no idea why we're getting reintroduced to the same characters over and over again. <laughs> I have no idea. Couldn't uh. But anyway, I just wanted to point that out because uh, it happens like right as we like, because then immediately it goes into the whole Bryce thing, which yeah, Bryce and Jespa crack me up. Because we got an invisible snowflake. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about the invisible snowflake. And of course, Bryce is like, are you sure you want me to do this? Like, she's she's asking Jessica, literally, are you sure you want me to get involved? Yeah, she's like, Wait, what? Like, are you sure you don't want to tell them, no, I can't possibly spare her? <laughs> exactly. And Jessica's like, oh, good old-fashioned revenge doesn't hold any appeal. <laughs> Knowing damn well and good that Bryce would basically do whatever it took to find Danica's killer. And right. bring that person to justice. And then she's like, and if it wasn't Briggs with Maximus Tertian killed, she didn't even know where to start. So, honestly, I'd say that's a fair assessment of what's going on she's just like uh okay yeah yeah she's I'm like Guess what? I got nothing. It, but i have nothing i don't know where to begin and of course jessup is hysterical because she's like look i don't care about micah's agenda play detective all you want but do remember you have a job and my client meetings will not take a back seat so i think it's very interesting that jessup is like yeah you can do this but dun 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 you know, oh, I love her threat. <laughs> she yeah. says, if I start losing money because you're off playing detective with the Umbra Mortis, I'll turn you into a turtle. Yes. <laughs> How random. <laughs> like, of all creatures, a turtle. And she's, you know, Bryce is really trying to noodle this because she's like, Danica never mentioned knowing Tertian. And right. it doesn't make sense to her. That that bomb is just like a, what the fuck? Then she starts thinking about it. And I, I kind of want to put this out there because it's something we all kind of need to put in the back of our brain for this story. Without Briggs as the Sumner killer, the murder didn't make sense. Why had the demon chosen their apartment? 
when it was three stories up and located in a supposedly monitored building. It had to be intentional. Danica and the others, Tertian included, must have been targeted with Bryce's connection to the latter a sick coincidence. She is not as vapid and stupid as people think she is. She really is a pretty smart cookie. Yeah, no, I definitely think so. I do think she does the thing, um, call it like the Paris Hilton effect. Like Paris Hilton isn't actually all that stupid, but she like chose that as her persona. And the problem is exactly what Paris Hilton's problem is, which is Bryce can do this if that's what she wants to do. But Mm -hmm. sooner or later, it's going to bite her in the ass when somebody, when she needs somebody to listen, but they think she's stupid. True. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, it's the whole like cry wolf thing where it's like, Mm -hmm. she may not be stupid. We as the reader may know that she's not stupid, but it's going to be hard to fault somebody else for not knowing that. (laughs) I agree. No, I agree. I mean, I don't know. Maybe... Maybe that'll never come up. I don't fucking know. I'm just thinking, I'm just, I'm just pitballing here. <laughs> Spitball away. So I, I find it interesting though, because, you know, she's like, okay, fine. You know, and it's definitely raising con- questions in her head. Sure. So I haven't decided if it's a form of self-torture or something to niggle her brain or whatever, but she goes back over her text messages with Connor from that evening torturing herself on an emotional level and it's kind of heartbreaking because you know remember connor's brother told her she wasn't welcome and you kind of pick up that she she ethan haven't spoken yeah in two years and so it's like oh my god what happened and it's it's just kind of heartbreaking um, mm-hmm. to say the least anyway she also like vaguely way. tells us about how she has like she's like basically trying to say i semi hate my job and there's no upward mobility. So have I written like a hundred resumes and some like cover letters and put in some applications elsewhere? Yes. Will I ever actually leave this job and take another job? Probably not. <laughs> and I just exactly. made a note that was like, that is sad and also very like hashtag relatable. <laughs> very relatable. <laughs> but so I was like, she gets yeah. Back. She, she gets back to it and uh, she's like, she'd find the person behind this for Danica, the pack of devils. She'd do it, do anything. Yeah. And so she gets ready to message Fury and and Juniper to say, hey, Briggs isn't the killer. Right. Um but then she realizes Fury probably knows about it already. And that her so-called friend hadn't contacted her. Bryce shoves the thought away. She'll tell Juniper face to face. And then she says, if Micah was right, and there was somehow a connection between Bryce and how the victims were chosen, she couldn't risk leaving Juniper unaware. She wouldn't lose anyone else. Right. And then she goes into the basement and the chapter ends. But it's just, like I said, it's not a lot, but it is a lot. Like you're getting... You're getting details of stuff, but it's not going to drive the plot totally forward. Right. So... So chapter 14 opens and it's from Rune's point of view. Yeah, but we're also on page 152 and we get reminded of his full fucking name again. (laughs) I know. I said, my notes are just like, are we ever just going to call this dude Rune or no? (laughs) Yes. 
And we find out that Rune is at his father's house, the Autumn King. I love the description because apparently his father's in his office slash study. I want this man's study because it's like the the library from Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast! I thought the same thing! Dude, man, sign me up. Can I go play? Um, and, you know, Rune talks about all this stuff that his dad has because his father has all these weird interests. And he's got stuff like chemicals bubbling. He's got like all kinds of crazy stuff going on. And so poor Rune is just like, yeah, okay, whatever. Rune's finally, like, he gets to his dad and he looks at his dad and he's like, some major shit's going down. I just got a visit from Isaiah Tiberian. Maximus Tertian was murdered last night in exactly the same way that Danica and her pack were killed. His father replies with, I received the report earlier this morning. It appears Phillips, Philip Briggs isn't the murderer. And Rune's just kind of like, and you were going to tell me this when? Yeah, I yeah, their relationship seems strained, to say the least. <laughs> he's he's about as present, pleasant to be around as Baron. Uh, yeah, I definitely have a note about that, too. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's prickly. And of course, after Rune asking his father, you were going to tell me when, uh, his... The Autumn King's response to him is, is, am I beholden to you, Prince? Ouch. Like, this dude is just... A dick. Cold. Yeah. Rune's just kind of ruminating on everything and talking about... Just He has this whole internal monologue about his father and why his father drives him crazy and pisses him off. Um. Also, I mean, probably literally nobody cares, but he does mention that his father is nearly 500 years old. And I just wanted to point out that, like, assuming this is on a parallel timeline to Akatar, that would make Rune's father just younger than Reese. True. So, assuming these run on parallel timelines, I guess that could be important. <laughs> well, that would make Rune the same age as Tarquin. Yes! Okay, literally, I have a note about this later. <laughs> you are reading my mind. <laughs> I went there. I already did the math. I was like, oh! Yeah, I literally, yeah. I, I did, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So he does say, he goes, this information is vital. I already put out a call to Flynn and Declan to amp up the patrols in Fyro. We'll have every street watched. And his father's like, well, then it doesn't appear that I needed to tell you about this, does it? Yeah. Oh my god, what a jerk. He goes off on this internal rant in his head about his father and what a prick his dad is. Which feels fair and necessary. <laughs> yes. So then Rune does drop his, his ace up the sleeve and he's like, Maximus Tertian died a few hours after having a business meeting with Bryce. And his father gets all mad and he's like, I told you to warn that girl to stay quiet. And I find it interesting because you, in his internal monologue, Rune is like, that girl. Bryce was always that girl or the girl to their father. And I'm like, damn, daddy's got some suckiness that he really has going on there right and they go through the whole first time rune met bryce the whole craziness of that visit because he goes through this in his internal monologue right 
And then R Rune is like, look, Bryce's meeting with Tertian preceded my warning to behave. I arrived right as she was wrapping up. I'm her alibi, according to Tiberian. I told him I walked her home and stayed there until well after Tertian's time of death. And his father is like, and yet it's still does not seem very flattering that the girl was at the club on both nights and interacted with the victims hours before. Well, gee, dad, you're going to make your daughter a, a suspect in this too? Like, yeah, I mean, he is a dick. And I'm, it, I mean, I guess uh, for some reason it stands, stands to be that all Autumn Faye kings are assholes. <laughs> I'm beginning to think you're right. <laughs> so, I mean, he's just doing what Autumn dudes do, apparently. Because then he says that girl has always possessed a spectacular talent for being where she shouldn't. God bless, man. You are, you're a real prick. Such a winner. But Rune is really trying to control his temper. And I, I want to read this description because it's kind of an Easter egg, people. Dude. Rune controlled the anger thrumming through him, his shadow magic seeking to veil him, shield him from sight. Another reason his father resented him. Beyond his starborn gifts, the bulk of his magic skewed towards his mother's kin, the Fae who ruled Avalon, the mist-shrouded isle in the north, the sacred heart of Fatum. His father would have burned Avalon into ashes if he could. That Rune did not possess his father's flames, the flames of most of the Valbaran Fae, that he insisted possessed Avalon abilities more than Rune ever let on, to summon and walk through shadows had been an unforgivable insult. And Kim, I'm just like, Kim, I have questions. Where the fuck is a <laughs> I know. I want to know. It's a mist covered island. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I'm just like wondering if it's like kind of like one of those things where like, you know, I don't know, like, whatever we call the Czech Republic is not what the people in the Czech Republic call the Czech Republic. <laughs> you know, you're right. Well, and here's the other part of this, right? So, you talked about I'm shadow sorry, magic that's a and darkness. example, but you knew what I was trying to say. <laughs> I know exactly what you're saying. I find it interesting that he's talking about his shadows and the darkness, and I'm like, hmm, we know a high lord that plays with shadows and darkness. Okay, yeah, and I definitely have that note not here, but I have that note later where I'm like, okay, I'll pick up what you, I'll be picking up what you're putting down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but now I'm confused because I actually did not catch that on when I first read it. I caught it now that you read it out loud to me. Um, yeah, that like the whole, like where the fuck is a Valen? And now I go back to my why I wanted a map scenario. Exactly. Because now I think things that may be not right, but that's okay. <laughs> I just think that we call China China and the Chinese call China something else, right? <laughs> Quite possibly. Well, I don't think they call it China. <laughs> I could be wrong. I have no idea. But that's not really how language works, is I guess my point. <laughs> right. No, I agree. So Rune is like, look, uh, Micah wants to keep this very quiet. 
Um, I'd like your permission to warn my mother. To which his father is like, permission granted. She'll heed the warning. And I'm like, dude, you're such an arrogant prick. And then we go into this whole thing in, in Rune's head where he talks about his mother. And she sounds like a really lovely person. A bit of a doormat, but quite lovely. Yeah, real doormatty. I'll give I, I agree with that statement. They they get to the point where he's like, Yeah, his mom's not even the consort, she's not the queen, she's nothing. She she was the brood mare for the which royal is, line. Yeah, which like my note was like, what the fuck would make a person chill with being like a part of a breeding arrangement? Like she is such a weird woman, obviously. <laughs> Well, we also don't know where she came from and what her situation yeah. there was like. Maybe maybe by doing this, it was an escape of, of it, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I, mean, I, I don't I, know. I just it's just so weird there. how it's written because it's really literally written that as far as Rune knows, she was like completely chill with this and was basically like, yeah, sure. I volunteer as tribute, which is fucking wild. I agree. I agree. And then he even talks about like when Ember, who is Bryce's mother and their father. <laughs> I have a note here that was like, you told me who Rune Dannon was 112 times, but really expected me to remember the name Ember from like eight chapters ago. Like, what the fuck? So I do love what he says in here, though, about his mom. It shows there's something about this woman. Like I said, maybe her home, her personal home life prior to this was so yeah. that this is like the reprieve of the century and she's just like happy to be out of there. Yeah. Because... He's like, there have been so many other females before her and after her, yet none had been formally chosen, not as she was, to continue the royal bloodline. And when Bryce had come along, the few times his mother had met her, she'd been kind, doting even. He tries to get his dad just to, to I don't know, man up. <laughs> I know, like, I know. It's a weird move. He is like, perhaps you should call her. Give the warning yourself. She'd appreciate your concern. To which his father is like, I'm otherwise engaged. I'm like, uh, Rune, don't don't go down that path. It's like not gonna end well. They 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 continue to have this tit for tat. I'm not gonna go into all of it because while it's cool, it's not truly re- relevant. Okay, I'm not okay, but there's this weird thing. I don't okay. I don't understand what <laughs> Are you talking about the whole Starborn thing? Uh, well, okay. yeah, yeah. So the paragraph, <laughs> first of all, it's in italics, which always makes me go, why? <laughs> I know what paragraph you're talking about. It's highlighted in my book. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what? Uh, anyway, yeah. So he had gone back and back, but fourth was dead. It went fuck all nowhere. And then, you know, yeah, like what you said, which is where the dad's just like, you benefited quite well from the breeding Starborn. Okay, first of all, like what a fucking, that nickname really just is awful. But anyway, <laughs> I know yes, like it, yes, it, is. it is what it is, but it sounds ridiculous. Um, and then we get like in Rune's head basically. And he's like, even as my stupid fucking title brought you further influence in the empire and among your fellow Kings, it still chafed, didn't it? That your son, not you retrieved the star sword from the cave of princes and Avalon's dark heart that your son, not you stood among the long dead starborn princes asleep in their sarcophagi. And the point is, is I read this paragraph and then all I could think was sounds very King Arthur to me. Uh It is. It is very King Arthur, isn't it? Yeah. 
And then I wrote that I'd rather this book be fucking about Rune and that than what we've been reading to this point. <laughs> well, God damn it, where's this book? Because that sounds fascinating. <laughs> but anyway. I'm trying really um, hard to behave. That's all I'm oh, going to tell oh, you. Oh, good. Are we going to get that? Because I'd rather, I'm telling you, I'm so sick of whatever we're doing. <laughs> Put a pin in it. Okay. I'll take it. Gives me hope. (laughs) Gives me hope we're going somewhere. Because right now, I'm just here for the ride and have no fucking idea where we're going. We are 20% plus into this book and I still don't know where we're going. (laughs) You'll you'll get there. It it becomes (laughs) important. Further on in the book, and it definitely becomes important in the second book, and I'll leave it at that. Cool beans. I'll take it. And then his dad's like, well, I have need for your death. Yeah. His dad needs him to use his starborn abilities, which Rune even admits are just minuscule. Like, he barely has enough. So he he does what his dad needs, and of course it exhausts Mm -hmm. him because he really doesn't have a deep well of starborn power. Right. Rune's funny because he's like, don't we have scientists at CCU that are going to do this because his dad's trying to study how light moves through the world and how it can be shaped. Right. Which is such a, I don't even know what that means. I don't even fucking, like, that sentence doesn't mean anything. Studying how light moves through the world, how it can be shaped. It's called, like, fucking, like, glass and mirrors, my dude. I I know. (laughs) What are you talking about? Y'all, and this is why I'm confused, Kim. This is why I'm confused. Y'all have cell phones. Yep. So, (laughs) what are you doing with light? I'm convinced he's looking. I'm your homegrown lab. (laughs) I think. I think the Autumn King, dear old dad, is (laughs) trying to figure out how to generate starborn power without being starborn yeah i mean that would make some sense i suppose i really i just really get that feeling yeah i just i don't know it felt like such a fucking weird sentence though like it is like in akatar you'd be like okay sure um but in this i'm like you have the internet (laughs) presumably (laughs) so why (laughs) i you have cell service which means unless i'm insane that you have already like launched uh uh satellites into space (laughs) i have no idea magic magic oh i'm very confused about your concern with like some light in some like pieces of glass but anyway But Rune's like, well, don't we have scientists at the university doing this, studying it, learning about it? Like, I think you did 500 years ago. (laughs) And his dad is like, their interests are not the same as mine, which is what leads me to believe daddy's trying to figure out how to harness the starborn power. I think think that's fair. Yeah, based off of like what you're saying, that does make sense. And then out of nowhere, dad looks at him and goes, it is time to consider females for an appropriate marriage. And Rune's like, uh, for you? <laughs> and his father's like, no, 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 you. 
What a shitty like lead in. I do not even understand that at all. Like what a weird fucking jump. Mm-hmm. There's no nothing. There's nothing. It's all literally the same, like two lines. They're not the same as mine. It's time to consider females for an appropriate marriage. I mean, it's it's a record scratch. That's literally all you get to tell you that we're going somewhere different. Yeah. And Rune's like, uh-uh, I'm not getting married. Oh, I know. This poor call made me laugh. Father's basically saying, well, no, you are because I need I need a political alliance made and you're the one who's going to make it. And he's like, What? <laughs> what? And and Rune's like, why do we need one now? Like, he's totally like, the F? I also wondered that. I, I, yeah. Literally, literally, this was the point when I texted you and was like, I just have more questions than I have answers. I understand. Like, what is this man fucking talking about? And then dad's like, well, there is a war raging overseas, in case you weren't aware. It worsens by the day, and it may very well spread here. I do not plan to enter it without insurance. Yeah, so then when this conversation was had, this was like the second time when I was like, I'm gonna really fucking need that map, though. Yeah. Rune's like, but you're talking about a marriage to someone not of the Fae. Okay, okay, yep, mm-hmm, this is about the point, okay. Yeah, keep talking, and then I'm going to ask you my stupid-ass question. <laughs> yeah. So then the Autumn Queen, um, the Autumn King says, Queen Hecuba died last month. Her daughter, Hypaxia, has been crowned the new Witch Queen of Valbara. Her reign will be officially recognized by the Asteri at the summit next month. I will tie her to the Fae soon after that. Rune's like, uh, you're forgetting that Hypaxia will have a say in this. She might very well laugh you off. Okay. And his father's and... like, his father's basically like, she's going to give in. She's she's right. she's going to heed what her, her mama told her. So I'm right. going to do that. All right. Him. I. Okay. <laughs> going back to the map. I have a point to this. This is the map. And it fucking mm-hmm. says crescent city and then until literally fucking today because this is black and white i never noticed that it also fucking says lunatheon or whatever the fuck right Lunathon. sure um feels like it's missing some letters but anyway um sure so as we've discussed i guess that's basically the same fucking thing okay mm-hmm fuck is Valbara then? <laughs> the continent. <laughs> right. But since we don't it's know where that map. I know. fucking is. I know. It's not explained on the map. So like I've decided I don't <laughs> Okay. 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 Here's my problem. Here's why I'm fucking confused. Okay. So that would be like saying this map is of New York City and New York City is in the United States of America. No, mm-hmm. New York City is in New York State, which is in the United States of America. I feel like when I look at this map and they're like, this is Crescent City, 
my understanding was that this is what I needed to know. But if this is on a continent that is all called Valbara, then why does everybody who matters live in three square fucking... I don't know. <laughs> because that's the part I'm so confused about because like, all of a sudden then they're talking about like the witch queen and I'm like, okay. But then I come back over here and I'm looking around and I'm like, wait a minute. Well, then we're going to need some more fucking information. Like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm confused because I know we've got this. Now I'm confused because if, like, where's the autumn fucking part of this comes in? Do you see what I'm saying? I, girl, I'm with you. So if he's the autumn king, he's the only one, presumably, because of this map, and maybe this will get answered fucking later. I don't know. If, if the autumn king is the only one that lives here, no, because they're the they're fate all over the world of Midgard, and his mother's people come from Avalon, that right. discovered island, and they have the shadow magic. There right. are other fae around the world that have different right. kinds of power. Right. What the power is, I don't know. But my point is that, never that so the autumn. I'm, I don't even know how to, I guess that's what I'm saying. I don't even fucking understand how to ask this question because none of this is making any sense to me. So the Autumn King, <laughs> which leads you to believe the fact that there are other fucking seasons. Uh-huh. <laughs> if the Autumn King lives in Crescent City. <laughs> okay, here's how I'm going to explain what I'm, why I'm confused. Baron, so think Akatar. Baron is the fucking high fae of the autumn court and he lives in the fucking autumn court <laughs> right tamlin is high lord of the spring court and lives in the spring court <laughs> correct okay um night court example um if reese is high lord of the night court he lives in the night court we know that there are different parts of the night court. That's the only one that we've got like a really good example of like, you know, Valaris being set apart from whatever the oh, fuck God. else would be on said map, right? So Illyrian Mountains and right. the uh sure. uh, the under the mountain, the, the <laughs> court of nightmares. Right. <laughs> so if in this book, this asshole King of Autumn lives in Crescent City. Is Crescent City only for autumn folk? <laughs> Apparently, it's where the majority of them settled when they crossed. But when that's what crossed. I'm saying makes like the different no fucking of, sense. Hold on, the different clusters of Fey settled in different areas all over the world of Midgard. Why? I don't know. Right. Okay. So now my new question is then, and this goes back to what I said earlier. I think this is why I'm like I'm confused. Okay, I'm about to go off on a tangent. Hear me out. And this is why I tell people I like Don't fantasy. Go too long. No, I'm just saying um, I like fantasy, but I might be too stupid sometimes for these things. I will never forget watching Star Wars when I was like eight years old and I had never seen it before. And my friend was like, this movie is great. And she goes to the bathroom in the middle of it and she comes back out. And I am so confused that I am yelling at the TV. I thought they were already on Yoda. And she was like, Kelsey Yoda is not a planet. No. And I was like, I fucking quit, guys. <laughs> so I think what I'm trying to say is I'm so confused. So help me get to the New York City is in New York State of the U.S. part of this. So 
Crescent City is a city that is on the Valbaran continent. Correct. Which is on... (laughs) Which is fucking where? On the planet of Midgard. Mm -hmm. So this brings me back to what I, I said before, which is I think they lost me when they decided to make this a fucking planet. It's not Earth, it's Midgard. Well, sure, I don't care about that. My point is, if... So obviously you can't tell me because we're doing this spoiler-free, but my point is that (laughs) if this is a fucking planet, then there are other continents, and we now Mm -hmm. know of some of them. I'm very annoyed if I'm supposed to believe... I'm very annoyed either way. I'm very annoyed if the Akatar universe exists on this planet because that doesn't make any goddamn sense. But I'm also very annoyed if it's its own fucking planet because I'm sorry, but I'm really not trying to do like interplanetary travel. (laughs) Got it. So... My point is uh, what I think I've said before, which is I think that I came here. (laughs) I think I came here and I thought that we were going to be on one planet. And now I just discovered that this is fucking Star Trek. (laughs) Yes. And I don't know how to feel about that. Anyway, okay. Well, now that I've said all of that, I'm sure people are like, she's stupid. But I'm sure there's at least one other person who's listening to this thinking, oh, okay, yeah, I didn't fucking get that either. It's okay. I mean, to put the three series in in, in an analogy that goes with the Star Trek thing, Throne of Glass is the original Star Trek mm-hmm. from the 60s. And Akatar is Star Trek Next Generation with Picard. And Crescent City is <laughs> Deep Space Nine. <laughs> like, <laughs> Which is great. It's really its own thing. <laughs> Which is great. Anyway, whatever. I have feelings <laughs> about this, but it's fine. Uh, my point is, is we have explained that Rune Dannon is the fucking prince of the fucking Valbar and Faye 47.12, to, you know, 47.2 times <laughs> in 161 pages. But we have never explained where the fuck Valbara falls on the planet. So I guess my point is just the fact after all of this brabbling, um, I guess my point is just we've explained who Rune fucking Dan is like 112 times in 161 pages. But when we come to just like spitting off about Valbara, we just know it exists and we don't have like any context. So I just feel like we could use some... Like, I could use less reminders of who Rudanin is and a few more explanations about where the fuck Valbar is. I want to know more about this planet. I want to see a map of the planet. Yeah. Yeah. Because both in Throne of Glass and in Akatar, you get full world maps. Well, okay, and I think that's part of why my brain is having a hard time. My brain, my brain struggles with this, too, as I sit here and rub it, because I'm just like, oh, my God. No, you're right. I mean, I do. I struggle with this, because I don't understand. I don't understand this. I don't well, get what. I don't guess I understand now that I'm thinking about it. I don't guess that I understand. 
understand Akatar's math either now that I think about it, unless this planet is teeny tiny. There's only like three fucking continents on it. Okay, here's my real, okay, one, okay, this is like off, well, it's not off topic, but it's like more of an Akatar complaint now than a Rosetti <laughs> complaint, which is, I think my problem is when you read Akatar and you look at the map, we, and we've discussed this before, I'm sorry, but Prithian's just fucking the UK. <laughs> right. Which, that being said, your brain is like, so then there are other continents elsewhere doing other things. Because mm-hmm. you're like, well, if that's the UK, then <laughs> there's other continents doing other things. And my brain is okay with that. I am okay with the idea that Prithian is the UK and Australia is doing something else. <laughs> I don't know what, but it's doing something else. Well, that makes sense. I guess. That's fine. My problem is when you're like, mm-hmm, and that is true, and I am not going to tell you what Australia is doing, but I'm now also going to tell you that there are other planets. Okay, but what about this one? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like we're just getting told, like, hey, by the way, there's a lot of planets, and there's a bunch of stuff going on on a bunch of planets, but I'm only going to tell you a little bit about each one and it's like i'm sorry i'm really gonna need you to wrap up one planet before i have to understand another (laughs) i hear you (laughs) like i said because i had read before i got to this i've read all of akatar that was published right time which was everything but silver flames and i had read all of Throne of Glass. Right. The whole series, all eight books. So when I got to this, there's shit that comes up in this world building about the different worlds and all that I don't question as much because of what I know from the other books. Yeah, that's fair. I just don't know how else to explain it without giving away major plot points. So, yeah, um, I'll be interested once we, as we continue through like this series and Akatar, and then go start Th- Throne of Glass. Like, <laughs> so five years from now, <laughs> when we're done with all of that, <laughs> um, I guess I'll just be interested to see if at that time my thought on it is kind of what I'm thinking might be the case now, which is I wonder if reading order in that sense does matter. Like Mm -hmm. I wonder if I am having a harder time with Crescent city because I haven't read throne of glass in just the sense of like, kind of like your, your, uh, what do you call it? Um, it's kind of ironic for me to say this about a fantasy novel, but like you're just like, you're, you're like, you know, you're suspending your disbelief. I think my mm-hmm. problem is, is because Akatar was a very specifically designed universe. Mm-hmm. I'm now struggling with the concept that this is even remotely supposed to be the same universe. And I've said that since we cracked the book open. <laughs> it's not the same universe. Cross into a different plane. Yeah. 
like I said, it's very Doctor Who. That's yeah. the only way I can kind of deal with it in my head and not want to, like, yeah. pull all my hair out. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we've beat a dead horse over this. My point is just we need a better fucking man. Anyway. <laughs> yes. 20 minutes to basically say we need a better fucking man. <laughs> yes. It's okay. And, you know, if anybody out there listening agrees, disagrees, has thoughts on this, let us know. Because seriously, we're like, uh, yes, I've read them all. Yes, I know what I'm talking about. And even there are times where I'm like, can we get a better map for this book, please? Because yeah. the map in the second book isn't any better. Anyway, moving on. Um, so his father is like, too bad, tough shit, you're going to do this. And then he's like, by the way, I want you to find Luna's horn. And Bruin's like, well, wait a minute. That went missing two years ago. What the hell? Right. Why, why is this, where, where did this come from? And why are you having me look for it now out of nowhere? And uh, his father's just like, look, I want you to find it. It went missing two years ago. And now I have an interest in locating it. The horn belonged to the Fae first. Public interest in retrieving it has waned. Now is the right time to attain it. Yeah. And okay. Rune's just like, uh, okay, and he's asking his dad because come to find out, apparently his father and Micah had a meeting that morning, and Micah basically insulted the king. Yeah. So, daddy wants the horn to kind of throw it in Micah's face and be like, "F you, buddy." And then his dad does say, "I have been looking for it for two years. The horn was originally the possession of Peleus, the first starborn prince." You may find that like calls to like. <laughs> Merely researching it could reveal things to you that were hidden from others. I'm laughing because this is where I went. Wait, so who has it? The weaver? Because <laughs> I was like, we've heard this before. Like calls to like. <laughs> this is just chilling in the weaver's cottage. Like now I want to go back and be like, at any point, it was favor like, and then there's this ugly ass fucking horn over here. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. I, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just so. telling you. But I thought it was interesting. Daddy apparently has spent the last two years trying to find this uh-huh. magic object, to which he's looking at his son, going, "Well, you're starborn. Like calls to like." And I'm like, "Okay, yeah." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. he leaves his father's, but as he's leaving. I find it very interesting because in italics, these are the words that his father has said to him that are running through his head. Yeah. His head. Yeah. I told you to warn that girl to stay quiet. Find the horn. Light calls to light. An appropriate marriage. Produce an heir. You owe it to our bloodline. And then it all comes crashing down. And what you find out is Rune never told anybody what the real prophecy from the Oracle was. He said, oh, I'll be a just and good king. No. What the oracle told him was the royal bloodline shall end with you prince and all i could think was oh so the oracle's related to the surreal (laughs) another vague set of truths (laughs) yes and no the oracle is a space but we find that out later sorry that is a spoiler but also she is a space and anyway that's the end of that chapter. So then we have chapter 15. And it basically, Grace is in her apartment. And Syrinx is going batshit crazy. And come to find out, Fury had already told June that Briggs wasn't guilty. So, of course, at this point, 
Bryce is pissed because she's like, well, fuck. Right. You know, like Fury can tell June, but she can't tell me like F you, you know, she gets really mad. And this whole time, like, and she's trying to just settle down in her apartment for the end of the day and just chill out. Syrinx is going bonkers. He's scratching at the window, the whole bit. Yeah. And she finally looks out and come to find out she sees him sitting on the roof across from her apartment. Him being hunt. And then she's like, oh, fuck. And Hunt finally calls her and they go through this whole thing because he's stuck up on this roof and he's like, well, at least open the curtains. I want to watch TV. Like, I'm sitting here bored. I'm like, okay. I know. This little argument, like, this little back and forth cracks me up. Open the curtains. I want to watch the show. <laughs> I'd rather watch the Sunball game that's on right now, but I'll take what I can get. I mean, it's just, it's hysterical. I mean, they're literally having this tit for tat. Yeah. And she's finally like, what are you doing on the roof? And he's like, what I was ordered to do. And then it's that whole, she's like, protecting me doesn't entitle you to my, to invade my privacy. And right. they have this huge but, argument about it. Yeah, which like, fair. And he's like, look, I didn't write the rules. I just have to follow what I've been given as an order. And he doesn't have a choice. Right, remember, which is also slave. fair. <laughs> like, they both make some good points, okay? <laughs> yes. Anyway, they they literally have this huge argument, and it goes on for pages. And it really reminds like, me. It their 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 back and forth really reminds me of Lucifer, like the TV show. Yes, Lucifer yes. and and Detective What's Her Face. Um, yeah, like the, they're they're like the sparring you know where it's like it's kind of like gives you like the enemies to lovers vibe but it also just gives you straight up like i'm also like we're both fucking smart (laughs) like we can both be like it's basically we can both be making good points and both be right in our own right but that doesn't make the other person wrong you know what i mean no i agree and so like it's just an an interesting back and forth because of that they have a very interesting dynamic yeah Finally, he she closes the curtain. <laughs> She's basically like, F you. And she right. closes the curtain. And Syrinx gets on the sofa with her. And they're watching TV. And her phone buzzes with a text message. And he's like, do you have enchantments guarding your apartment? She rolls her eyes. Types back, do I look stupid? And Hunt then responds with, some shit is going down in this city and you've been gifted with grade A protection against it, yet you're busting my balls about boundaries? I think that's answer enough regarding your intelligence. These two have, yeah, mm, they they are not happy with yeah, each other like said, at all. It's, it's a fascinating dynamic, I think. To the point where she even comes and bangs on the window, where Hunt even comes over and bangs on the window and she opens it up and they actually have this conversation through the window. Yeah, and, that was the point where I was really like, this reminds me very much of like a Lucifer style conversation. Absolutely. And, you know, she's like, you know, this is bullshit. And he's like, I want you to make a list, a list of suspects and a list, the, the list of Danica's movements for the last week that she was alive. Like, he's asked her this now, like a couple of different times. Right. He's like, please do this starting tomorrow. And they get into a whole argument about it. They go through this whole thing. And then, of course, Hunt's like, do you own any weapons? Because apparently he's assuming she doesn't. Right. And 
she responds with, bother me again, she said sweetly, just before she shut the window in his face, and you'll find out. Invisible Snowflake. Apparently it's the next day. Bryce has gotten up. She went for a run. She went to the nail salon to get her nails done. Hunt is standing outside in front of said salon in the pouring down rain. And he's a little grouchy. Yeah, a little bit. Calls Isaiah. And Isaiah's like, just tell me she's alive. <laughs> yeah, right. He's like, please, please don't tell me you murdered her. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. And Hunt tries to cry. Like, I'm stuck here. Like, she's in a nail salon, yada, yada, yada. And Isaiah's like, fuck it up, buttercup. Then he tells this whole fucking thing about her pet, the chimera, which, I mean, aside from the fact that I just feel like maybe I've said this before, but it's giving the whole, like, goofy owning Pluto vibes. (laughs) Like, I don't really understand what makes chimera a lower, quote unquote, lower, but a pet, but other, quote unquote, lower, like, fucking work for people. And like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I to don't me, know. it just felt like the difference between like Isaiah's like suck it up, deal hangs up. Oh, but the important part about that was the Chimera can pick locks. Apparently, yes. <laughs> that, I forgot that that was the point I was trying to make. Not just the fact that I don't understand that how and, it's and dog. Bit hunt in the ass. But yeah, Hunt is complaining about how sharp this this animal's yeah. teeth. Are. Yeah, the whole thing about that is just like one of his four hundred and sixty-two complaints to Isaiah is just that. Like, she has this chimera and that she's apparently, like, not aware of the fact that the chimera can literally, like, jump between two places, which is how he showed up and bit hunts on the butt. (laughs) But also, apparently, it can open doors and pick locks. So it's like a dog on crack. (laughs) Or a dog that can winnow. Yes! Okay, okay. So I'm back to my point, which is I just really don't see a, a world where Reese would be like, meet this dog who can win up. Like, no. Like, okay, I'm sorry. Like, maybe I'm reading into this too much. But that's why I'm like, this is kind of a shitty world to be in. Like, Crescent City sounds like kind of a shitty place. Because here you're a chimera. You're basically a dog that can winnow. And they're like, fuck you, you're a dog. Versus I feel like Reese would be like, and this chimera earned its right to vote. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. It's so, it's very strange. Anyway, let's go through this mental rant where he basically is convinced that Bryce is the killer. Right. And that she somehow murdered both Tertian and Danica in the pack. And I'm thinking, dude, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. No. He just Isaiah's like, I'm I'm hanging up. After an hour of being outside of this nail salon while she gets her nails done, she finally comes out. And to which his response is, are you fucking kidding me? And she's like, well, did you have anything better to do with your time? And he's like, you made me wait in the rain. And I love it. She's like, you're a big, tough male. I think you can handle a little water. And he's like, I told you to make two lists, not go to a motherfucking beauty salon. And then she's like, well, if you're so good at investigating, why don't you look into it and spare me the effort? Like, it, this tit for tat between the two of them is going. Anyway, they're walking back to her place. And he's like, you need to make a list of suspects and the list of Danica's last week of activities. And she's like, no one likes a nag, Athelar. They get to her building. And then he's like, better get a move on and hurry up because nobody wants to be late for work. We get an invisible snowflake. Yeah, and I gotta admit, I'm kind of with Hunt at this point. Like, 
it's like what we said earlier. It's like, I vaguely understand that Bryce has like a thing going on where like, she's probably all of a sudden going to be like, I got the plan, but like, I'm kind of with Hunt, which is like, doesn't look good. (laughs) You're just like, eh, I'll go for a jog. I'll go get my nails done. I have no interest in making this fucking list. Right. Like I'm, like I said, I'm just, I, I, it's frustrating because it's like, I want to like Bryce, but it's like, she just literally like every step of the way is kind of an asshole. (laughs) Uh And it's like, I just. uh... They get an invisible snowflake. Yeah. And they're at the gallery and Bryce is down in the library doing paperwork and researching. And she, she's taking pleasure in the fact that going to the nail salon had been worth it on so many levels, but perhaps the biggest benefit had just been pissing off Athelar. I'm like, I don't know if that's something you should be proud of, but okay. Right. And of course, Lily is like, why can't you let him in? I don't see why not. He's so handsome. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, that made me laugh. They, They have their whole little thing. And Bryce and Lily get into the whole thing. And they get into the whole, well, why not? And Lily's like, you know, at some point, the boss is going to sell me and bring in some old grumpy man to do my job. Which I don't totally believe, but okay, whatever. Right, but then that brings me back to, like, again, I still don't understand. So, like, she's property. Right. Well, she's a slave. She has a slave mark. Right, but my point is, is she's <laughs> she's property, but the chimera is a pet. Yes. Like, she's a slave, but a chimera's <laughs> Sorry, I'm still struggling. I feel like we should all be well, one and the same. Because the fire sprites rebelled against the Asteri. Yeah, I and guess. The heart's rebellion. The and chimera just peed on fire hydrant. I don't fucking know. I'm very confused. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, she's trying to get... So Lily's trying to get her to buy her freedom from Jessica, she goes right buy my freedom from Jessica. then i could go live at your apartment and keep your baths and all your food warm and then she's like syrinx told me you're lonely i can keep you company <laughs> like oh good god which is my point and i mean i guess maybe it depends on how you read it like i don't know if she's joking kind of like i would be like but my doggy said that she loves you like i don't know if she means yeah. it like that or if she means this fucking chimera literally was like, hey, bitch, she's lonely anyway. You should just tell her you want to come live here. In which case, I repeat, how is this a pet? <laughs> I agree. So I'm confused. And then Lily's whining. She gave you Siri. It's funny because I love how it's Cthona. And I, every time I hear that, I keep wanting to do Cthulhu. <laughs> I know. Me too. Okay, I'm glad it's not just me. <laughs> well, wrong fandom. Yeah, um, you're doing the same thing. And she's like, she let me buy Syrinx because my life was fucked up and I lost it when she got bored with him and tried to sell him off. And Lily's like, because Danica died. And Bryce is like, yeah. And then I love it. She gets chastised by Lily, who says, you shouldn't cry- curse so much, BB. They get into this whole thing. The phone rings, finally. And as she's reaching for it, she's telling Lily, get back on your perch. And she's like, afternoon, boss. And it's this whole, any progress, still investigating House Pangera. So we know that 
Jessica is across the ocean on another continent called Pangera. That's all we know. Yep. To which Jessica answers her, I've got a client coming at two. Be ready and stop letting Lily prattle. She has a job to do. <laughs> How up. did she know? <laughs> she is finally like, fuck it. I give up. She finally just, she goes upstairs and she's like, fine. Fuck it. And then she goes, Bryce braced herself for the work before her. Not the paperwork or the client, but what she had to do tonight. God's fucking help her when Athelar got wind of it. But the thought of his face when he realized what she planned. Yeah, it'd be satisfying if she survived. And that's the end of the chapter. Which, like I said, goes back to the whole, it's like, man, every time I'm like, okay, see, she does have a plan. But why she got to make me want to slap her first? <laughs> Again, if you had re- if we had read Throne of Glass first, as irritating as this is, you'd realize that the main protagonist, main character, Selena slash Aelin, does this kind of shit all the time. Yeah, I mean, in fairness, there were a lot of times where I wanted to, like, dump Favor in a lake, so. <laughs> but Favor's not the one who gets really sneaky for the most part. That's, that is Reese. Yeah. So this is kind of a Reese thing, like, making plans and not sharing shit. Mm-hmm. It's a Reese thing yeah i think yeah it's if you want all the details everybody go back and read these chapters because i'm not going into all these gory details there's just a lot of conversation i don't need to explain yeah um it gives you insight it explains things about different characters but please i don't think i'm gonna try to explain it we'd be here for 10 hours if i did that yeah and you make a good point too about how like you're right it's like it's not the sneaky i don't like because sneaky i do like it's the setup. Though it's funny, it's not Bryce's fault. It's Sarah J. Mass's fault. <laughs> it's the way it's set up. So Reese mm-hmm. is sneaky, but Reese, you are told from the beginning, he's the bad guy. We don't like him. So you're like, okay. And so when he's sneaky, you expect sneaky, and you learn that sneaky is actually just smart. And then you learn that you know he's not the bad guy. Blah blah blah. And this. Bryce is set up like, she's your main character. She's fun. She has friends. She parties. Oh, and now she has a lot of shit and baggage and she's sneaky. And it's like, okay, but now she just seems sneaky for the sake of seeming sneaky. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it's a different I know exactly what you're saying. Where it's like, I, I want to like, like, because she is like, because she's got like great comebacks and because like she does have like emotional baggage, I want to like her, but we just set mm-hmm. her up in so many scenarios where I do not like her. And I think that's what I'm so frustrated about is in fairness, this is probably how a lot of people feel about like Nesta or uh, Elaine, you know what I mean? Where it's like, Mm -hmm. they want to like them, but they don't. I think that's my problem. Uh, The downside is that Bryce is the fucking main character, but that's okay. She'll grow on me. I have faith. (laughs) She will. She will. Chapter 16. That's our last chapter. This chapter is hysterical. I literally only have four notes and that's because like, it's a whole bunch of nothing, but man, literally the third line of this one cracks me up. I guess it's the second line. It's the third like line, but the second sentence. Chapter 16 opens, and we realize that Rune has been smoking Murthru, and he is high as a kite. Yep. And I love it because he's like, he's laying in his bed with 
I love this. Special shaped earphones because he's a fae, so they cover his pointy fae ears. I want to know what those look like. I'm sorry. I'm intrigued. Um, What's what I said? I was like, what do you mean specifically shaped fae headphones? Why wouldn't they just use earbuds? The whole would be the same. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Anyway. I don't know. And he's literally like floating down into this world of drug induced stupor. All of a sudden, he smells something and he's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What's going on? I got a girl in my room. And finally, it clicks and he sits up and he jerks up and he's opening his eyes and he finds his sister standing at the foot of his bed. Bryce's mouth is moving and Bryce is like, I said. You'll blow out your eardrums listening to music that loud. And poor, poor Rune is just sitting there blinking and blinking and blinking, trying to figure out, is this real? Is this a hallucination? And Bryce is like, right, you're not like, hallucinating. He's like, is this a really crappy hallucination? Like, did my brain pick this? Yeah, really? And Bryce is like, you're not hallucinating. I'm standing here. And then he's like, who let you in? Because Declan and Flynn are downstairs. And Bryce is like, look, I need to talk to you. I can't talk to you like this. Which is like a bold statement, given how she used to be. (laughs) True. And he's like, well, at least she knows how useless he is until he sobers up a little, right? He finally realizes that it had to be important if she's not only here, but eager to get him to focus. And there might still be a chance that he was hallucinating, but he wasn't going to (laughs) let her venture into that warren of sin unaccompanied. (laughs) So he follows her out into the rest of his house because there's a party going on. And she goes through and she gets some catcalls from some of the guys and finally Tristan Flynn, who is one of Rune's best friends and roommates, is like, so what are you doing here? And he's high as a kite too. Bryce can tell. And she's like, she asks him, she goes, what the fuck did you give him? And Flynn's like, well, how did you know it was me? And Bryce is like, because you look high off your ass, too. Not just drunk, but high. Which, like, fair fair statement that she's like, I can see it with my eyeballs, you dumbass. (laughs) Because I think at this point, if anyone would know, it would be Bryce. You know? So she's doing this whole thing. And then she's like... Declan finally comes in. He's like, hey, to what do we owe the pleasure? Declan's his other best friend, another roommate. And Bryce is like, ah, checking on the chosen one. And then I love this question. She goes, how's your fancy tech crap going, Deck? And I love how this is explained. I know, I do too. Declan Emmett didn't usually appreciate anyone belittling the lucrative career he'd built on a foundation of hacking into the Republic websites and then charging them ungodly amounts of money to reveal their critical weaknesses. But he grinned, still raking in the marks. So apparently he likes Bryce enough to let her get away with giving him all kinds of shit. So go Bryce, go Deck. I actually like Deck. Deck is... A really cool character. I was gonna say he Flynn, seemed fun. Flynn grew on me, but I still like Deck. Of of the two, I prefer Deck. She's seriously getting checked out by some of the other guys in there, and they're all in the Fey Ox unit. At which point, Tristan finally is like, "She's off limits." I know. I love how he's just like my dudes. 
Don't even. Don't even think about it. And they all turn away and pretend like Bryce isn't there. And she comes out of the kitchen. She has water and she hands it to, to Rune. And he's like, why are you here? And she's like, I told you, I need to talk to you. And then Flynn's like, well, why would your cousin need a chance to, an excuse to chat with us? At which point, she's kind of giving him a dirty look. And, and Flynn is like, I get it. You have better things to do than hang out with Faye losers. And he gets up and, and, and pours her a drink. And he's like, drink up. And Rune is like, it's nearly midnight. She was at their house on one of the rougher streets in the old square with a murderer on the loose. Rune hissed, you were given an order to lie low. She waved a hand, not touching the whiskey in her other. My imperial escort is outside, scaring everyone away. Don't worry. His friends went still. So both Declan and Trist and Flynn went still. Right. Rune's like, who? I know. And I love how Bryce responds. She's like, a little smile. Bryce asks, swirling the whiskey in its glass, is this house really befitting of the chosen one? Rune's finally at his point, his breaking point, and he's like, spit it out. They end up back in his room, and he closes the door, and she's finally like, I need you to tell me if you've heard anything about the Viper, about what the Viper Queen's been up to. And Rune's like, why? And Bryce is like, because I need to talk to her. And he's like, are you nuts? And she's like, Maximus Tertian was killed on her turf. Did the ox get any intel about her movements that night? And then he's like, did your boss put you up to this? Right, which is like a weird jump, but okay. (laughs) And she's like, maybe, do you know anything? And then it's finally like, yes, Tertian's murder was the same as Danica and the Pax. Any trace of a smile faded from her face. Philip Briggs didn't do it. I want to know what the Viper Queen was up to that night. If the ox has any knowledge of her movements. And Rune's like, why are you involved in this? Because I was asked to look into it. Don't fuck with this case. Tell your boss to lay off. This is a matter for the governor. And the governor commanded me to look for the murderer. I'm the link between them. And, and then all of a sudden he's like, wait, you spoke to the governor. And then he's pissed because Isaiah did not tell him this when they talked. And Bryce is like, look, just answer my question. Does the ox know anything about the Viper Queen's whereabouts on the night of Tertian's death? And Rune's like, no, I've heard that she pulled her people from the streets. Something spooked her, but that's all I know. And even if I knew the Viper Queen's alibis, I wouldn't tell you. Stay the fuck out of this. I'll call the governor and tell him you're done being his personal investigator. But I love what goes through his mind a little bit later down this page. The outside world saw his sister as reckless, unchecked. But he knew that she'd been the master of her fate since before he met her. Bryce was just one of those people who, once she set her sights on what she wanted, she didn't let anything get into her way. If she wanted to sleep around, she did. If she wanted to party for three days straight, she did. If she wanted to catch Danica's murder. And then he's like, the demon that murderer is using is lethal. He's like, the Autumn King told you to lie low until the summit. This is the fucking opposite, Bryce. (laughs) 
And she's like, well, now it's part of my job. Jessica signed off on it, and I can't very well refuse now, can I? Which, like, fair. <laughs> and poor, poor Rune's just like, uh... I know. Know. He has this no dude's response. like, I did not sign up for this today. Yeah, he really didn't. Poor guy. And then finally, he's like, okay, tit for tat here. Did she ever tell you anything about Luna's horn? And Bryce is like, look, she had me look for it two years ago. It was a dead end. Why? He's like, never mind. <laughs> also, then he notices, <laughs> yeah. And then he notices her Arkeesian amulet and he looked at her and he's like, don't take it off. And Bryce rolls her eyes. She's like, does everyone here think I'm dumb? And like I said, unfortunately, (laughs) you are not, but um, unfortunately, yes. (laughs) You have not left the best impression. Um, Anyway, Rune's like, I mean it, beyond the shit you do for work, if you're looking for someone strong enough to summon a demon like that, don't take it off. Right. And she's like, if you hear anything about the Viper Queen, call me. Bye, Rune. And he's like, I'll go with you. And she's like, bye. And she heads on down the stairs. And Rune's counting to ten to kind of keep himself from completely losing his coal before he gets downstairs. And the next thing he knows, before he before he's at the door, Tristan and Declan are behind him. And they go out the door. And he goes... Storms through the front door, out into the brisk night, just in time to see Bryce strut across the street to hunt fucking Athelar. <laughs> they love each other, can't you tell? Yeah. It's a, it's a love match. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> He's like, Rune's making note. The Umber Mortis looked pissed. His arms crossed, wings flaring slightly. Bryce just breezed past him without so much as a glance, causing Athelar to slowly turn, arms slackening at his sides as if such a thing had never happened in his long, miserable life. Which made me LOL. <laughs> yes, it's hysterical. And Rune crosses the street to him, and Hunt is like, Prince? And Rune's like, what the fuck are you doing here? Hunt nods at Bryce and he's like, protection duty. And he's like, like hell you're watching her. Isaiah Tiberian had mentioned to fail this too. Hunt shrugs, not my call. And Rune's like, tell the governor to put someone else on the case. And Hint grins, not an option, not when it plays to my expertise. And and Rune does acknowledge that, that Hunt is one of the best demon hunters in the world. So, sure. Okay. And finally, he's like, look, did you figure out what kind of demon did it? It's an alpha hole standoff. Who can be the bigger dicked male? Yep. That's the only way I can explain it. Yes. Yes, that is what's happening. Yes. And Declan finally is like, look, this isn't the time or the place for them to get into it again. And Hunt's like, bye. And as he's going, Rune yells at him, do not fucking let her go to the Viper Queen. And apparently, Rune, uh, Hunt's response to Rune is enough to let Rune know that Hunt had no idea that that was even on the table or a remote plan for her. Yeah. And Declan and Flynn and, and Rune go back into the house. 
And then he says, could it really be a coincidence that the murders were started again at the same time his father had given the order to find an object that had gone missing a week before Danica's death? It felt odd. Like Erd was whispering, nudging them all. Mm-hmm. Rune planned to find out why, starting with finding that horn. And that is the end of chapter 16. And now I feel like maybe we're starting to get a plot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, like I said, this is really big section. 25% into the book. <laughs> and we are now starting to get a plot. <laughs> yeah. Wait. You know, it's an interesting part. I mean, it's 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 a bridge section, but you get yeah. so much information about who these people are and and some of the relationships that they have with one right. another. And, and like, I find it. I give it a hard time, but like the characters are mostly likable. Like, like I said, my biggest complaint is that Bryce isn't my favorite, and like that's fine. Right. It's just rare for a main character to be like you know fourth on your list. <laughs> I agree. So, like, it's fine. It's just amazing to me because, honestly, I had a note in here. I don't even remember where it was. I glossed over it at the time. But, like, and I think it's just, like, an important point to make kind of for, like, where I'm at with reading this because I think probably a lot of Mm -hmm. people are there with me, which is it's not that I dislike this book. It's that right now I feel like I'm reading two different books. Mm -hmm. There's the, like, Law and Order Fae unit stuff. And then there's, like, whatever the fuck is happening, like, with Rune. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. my whole thing is, like, I get that these are going to be connected. But part of me doesn't see the point. Like, I don't know. Part of me at this moment doesn't see the point in that. Because I feel like these are two very interesting topics that I just want more of separately. (laughs) Long game. Yeah. Long game. Yeah. So it should be interesting. But, um. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. There are definitely moments that, like, make me laugh that I really do enjoy these characters. So, like, don't get me wrong. I just feel like I have a lot of questions. And I feel like we'd be doing a disservice if we didn't acknowledge that we're 25% of the book in with a lot of questions, given how many people did DNF this book. So it's like, I'm just trying to be like, I hear you. (laughs) People who got lost as hell, I hear you. And same. Honestly, I feel that. It does slowly start to pick up from here. Yeah, yeah. And then once it really starts going, it's, it flies. Which it is really does. very SJM, so it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Very typical Sarah J. Mass. Um, uh, yeah. So, um, needless to say, uh, the way this uh, section goes down, we're still holding off on songs because, I mean, like, guys, if you have a song that would go with this section, please share it with us because we have no idea what it would please. be. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. I'm like, okay, we'll talk about Hunt standing in the rain being pissed off at her for closing the window and telling him to basically fuck off or him standing in the rain while she gets her nails done or, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Rune in his house high as a kite or Rune at his father's house trying to, you know, none of it. None of it really lent itself to a a good playlist. So um, that being said, um, I also have no TikToks at this time. So if you have any hilarious TikToks that fit with like these sections that we've done of Crescent City so far uh, or just ones that are Crescent City, but like not too spoilery, um, definitely send them to us. 
Um, yeah. But that being said, uh, you can find us and tell us all of the fun things you know, or all of the fun songs you want us to talk about, or all the fun TikToks you think we should watch uh, on all of the social media things. And they all have two A's, like Sarah J. Mass's name. So, yep. <gasps> website at massivefansbookclub.com, Facebook at Massive Fans Book Club and Podcast, Twitter at Massive Podcast, Instagram at Massive Fans Podcast, Pinterest at Massive Fans, TikTok at Massive Fan Pod, and they're all in the show notes. <laughs> Yes, they are. I promise. <laughs>